This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories about data and technology and the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host, and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. Hello, this is George Weiner, and this is Using the Whole Whale. Uh, today, we're talking about the actual concept of using the whole whale. So right now, it is uh, March, and... We're in New York City. It is roughly 17 degrees outside Fahrenheit. Uh, it's it's absurdly cold, uh, let me promise you. But it's the perfect temperature to talk about using the whole whale and the Inuit, actually. Uh, the Inuit, about 7,000 years ago, uh, were the native people of Arctic, Alaska, and, and Canada. And 7,000 years ago, it was also cold up north. And when uh, the communities up there would go out whaling, uh, which was their primary source uh, of, of food and, and survival. Uh, when they go out whaling, they go on these open boats and they go out on the water um, and they work in teams in order to land a bowhead whale. Um, they really had to work for it. Um, we're talking about things that would make Ahab look like he was on the JV team. They would pull back the whale and bring it into shore, and they'd have, uh, you know, the entire village involved with then using every single part of this whale. I mean, everything from the blubber to the bone. Um, you know, they were using the skin, they were using the bone for tools, they were, you know, turning things into vitamins. Uh, they weren't going to waste any part of it. I mean, when your house is made out of ice block, you're really trying to stretch every last dollar, or whalebone in this case. So the idea here is, you know, something that we see again and again, where scarcity breeds creativity, you know, poverty breeds innovation. And when we're now fast forwarding to uh, the golden age of whaling in in America, which uh, was around, uh, you know, 1900s and mid 1900s, they thought of whales as floating oil wells. Uh, They would really go out there in search of whales predominantly for the oil as well as some, you know, uh, corsets, <laughs> corset bone that they were making. And these, you know, floating oil barrels, basically, once you got your oil, the blubber out of the whale, distilled that down, they left the rest of it um, literally just out, out in the ocean, which, you know, of course caused some uh, serious problems of, you know, when you're clear-cutting the ocean of whales, uh, you're really wasting uh, what the Inuit, uh, and in the, their world, uh, was a religious taboo. Literally, if you wasted any part of the whale, it was against their religion. It was so important to use every piece of it. And so in the contrast, in the world of scarcity, where whales were being treated as oil wells, you had tremendous waste. Uh, and, uh, you know, eventually what happens is uh, uh, actually the oil industry in Pennsylvania sale saves the whales, ironically. And we find a new unreplenishable source of energy, which, you know, we can we can say for another podcast is in terms of what that is, uh, what that approach is. So you're looking at how scarcity breeds the innovation, abundance breeds this incredible types of waste. And now I look at, and when we talk about using the whole whale, we're looking at the way not-for-profits now can look at technology and data. And what I see is we're wasting a lot of the whale. There's a tremendous amount of opportunity out there when you think about how technology can be leveraged to increase our impact, to automate processes, to help basically more people. Beyond that, even reach more people with our causes and our messages. 
What's more, the data being created today, you know, under the quote big data that is available, only a small piece of it, just if you will, the oil of it, or the very core parts are just beginning to be used when there is tremendous amounts of information that we could potentially leverage to watch what we're doing. Now, of course, this is not a, a call to look at every piece of data ever imaginable for your organization, but I do think that there is opportunity to be looking at a lot more data and be using technology more effectively for our nonprofits. So now let's, let's talk about an example of this idea of using the whole whale. Uh, the other year I was, uh, I was traveling in a, with, uh, with Megan, uh, my now wife, and her family in, uh, in Kenya. We were on safari. Incredible trip. We absolutely loved it. We were in the Masimara, which is a natural preserve there, and we came across uh, this just incredible moment, uh, which was actually you know, very savage, very real, of a water buffalo, a mother water buffalo and her baby, and uh, a group of hyenas. Well, at first there was only a few, uh, but as we recorded this scene, uh, it was very clear what was going to happen as this hyena basically made calls out to uh, its other you know, friends to come over, surrounded, and then eventually chased off the mother. It was a, a, an incredible thing to watch, and as we recorded it, um, you know, I, I had this thought of, you know, here's this incredible moment, and uh, of course, being from the digital generation, I was like, I have to get this on YouTube. Um, the Kenya Wildlife Trust uh, was a not-for-profit that we learned was helping take care of uh, the animals and preserve uh, preserve them and protect them from poachers as well. And the Kenya Wildlife Trust uh, was sitting on what I saw as a gold mine, literally in their backyard. They have these types of incredible moments uh, uh, that you know could potentially be recorded. So I took the video and put it online, um, properly tagged it on YouTube, and put up different sort of advertisements on it so that it could then um, generate revenue for the Kenya Wildlife Trust. I uh, couldn't possibly imagine uh, what happened next as it climbed from, you know, uh, tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands uh, till, as I speak right now, about 1.2 million people that have now watched uh, this video. The ads were able to generate uh, around $1,000 or so to date for the Kenya Wildlife Trust. And what's more, actually, while it was on YouTube, it was uh, then picked up by the, the National Geographic and some uh, world's deadliest style uh, videos that they were collecting. And so the, the commission that we got from that, uh, we also sent to the Kenya Wildlife Trust. And so, you know, aside from just saying, you know, find a video, make it go viral, which is terrible advice because you can never make a video go viral. What I think this story shows is, you know, organizations like the Kenya Wildlife Trust are sitting on literal gold mines in their, in their backyard. They have um, incredible stories that they could be telling uh, through their animals that could potentially be supporting their own protection. Taking these videos, turning it into a channel, turning on advertisements so that uh, they could have a revenue stream that could, in perpetuity or for quite some time, support their work in the field. Now, this is something that you don't come up with this idea um, until you're looking with this perspective of using the whole whale. Every opportunity to uh, leverage technology and data to increase uh, the impact. Um, and so that's just one 
uh, of many stories we hope to find and uncover uh, as we have conversations with other people in the field and, and not for profit, not for profits, data and technology, uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully help you uh, think about your your own organization and ways that you can also use the whole well. This has been Using the Whole Whale, the podcast. For more information about the topics covered in today's show, please check out wholewhale.com and consider following us on Twitter at Whole Whale. Thanks.